Alright? We've been talking about Jesus was. This is our sixth message in a series called Jesus Was. And I know that's a little bit of a strange title, but the first one was Jesus was a carpenter. In other words, Jesus came and became a human being. And so whatever we're going through, He can relate to and He can sympathize with us. So I'm going to give you a test now and see if you can remember all six of them. This Today's the sixth, so the five previous. So I already told you the first one. The first one was Jesus was a carpenter. For you staff and elders that have already been here at the other services, you cannot participate in the test. All right? I, I saw you, Steve. You had all the answers. You were ready. <laughs> so uh, the second one was Jesus was a shepherd. That's good. Way to go. And the third one was Jesus was a prophet. That prophet? No, you can't participate. I've already told you that, Steve. <laughs> A prophet. The fourth one was Jesus was a teacher. And the fifth one was Jesus was a servant. That's correct. And this one is Jesus was a physician. When Jesus was on this earth, He was a physician. Now the word physician, there's another word that it might remind you of, and that's the word physical. A physician is someone, a person who is skilled in the art of healing the body. The physical. Now, you are made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. I have a question for you. Do you believe that Jesus is concerned about your spirit? All right, do you believe that Jesus is concerned about your soul? Well, isn't it amazing that he's only concerned with two-thirds of us? Or do you think he's also concerned about your body? Absolutely. Jesus is concerned about your spirit, soul, and body. As a matter of fact, the word saved, which we find in Romans 10 and other places in the Bible, we use it a great deal saying, I've been saved. If you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. That word saved is actually in the Greek, sozo, which means made whole, spirit, soul, and body. God is concerned about our body, and God heals many ways. Let me just tell you three of the ways God heals, in case you didn't know this. God heals naturally, medically, and miraculously. Naturally, medically, and miraculously. I thank God for natural healing. I thank God that He gave me a body that will heal. If God didn't heal us naturally, then the first time you cut yourself, you'd bleed to death. But God has wired our bodies to heal themselves. I thank God that He heals medically. I thank God for medical doctors and the knowledge and the wisdom that God has given medical doctors. We don't even worry anymore about tuberculosis or, or polio or, or, or smallpox or some of those things we used to worry about because God has given us wisdom to understand about the human body. Don't ever put down medical knowledge just because you're a Christian. Because God has given that also. Last night, as we were praying for people to be healed, we had three medical doctors down here on the healing team praying for people to be healed. So God heals naturally, heals medically, heals miraculously. Um, let me ask you, how many of you have ever broken a bone? Can I see your hand? Boy, you broke up people here. All right. um, how many of you have ever had stitches? Look at that. Goodness gracious, y'all had a lot of accidents, hadn't you? How many of you have ever had minor surgery? 
Oh, boy. How many of you ever had major surgery? Okay, cosmetic. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. You have experienced God's healing power. If you've broken a bone or had stitches or have been to the doctor or even have been to even had surgery, you have experienced God's wonderful healing power. He heals naturally, heals medically, heals miraculously. Now, I want to ask you one other thing. How many of you have ever been miraculously healed of something? Now see your hand. Hold it way up high. I want you all to look around. Just look around. Do you believe God still heals today? Absolutely. Jesus was and is a physician. He is still a physician today. I want you to look at everyone in Mark chapter 1, beginning verse 40. Mark 1, verse 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion. I want you to notice that verse. Moved with compassion. Stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. What did he warn him to do? Look at verse 44. He said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Notice he told him to go to the priest, but notice what else he told him. Don't tell anyone that you were healed. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think that's what he did? <laughs> Look at the next verse. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely, wouldn't you? And to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places. And they came to him from every direction. Now, there are probably more questions about healing than any other thing in the Bible. It is amazing how hotly disputed this subject is. So I've got four questions for you today. Number one, why was Jesus a physician? We just read, I want you to notice, that I told you to look at that verse uh, 41. It says, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and said, I am willing, and touched him. Moved with compassion. Look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 14 says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Matthew 20, verse 34 says, So Jesus had compassion. These are two blind men that came to him and asked to be healed. And touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. And Luke chapter 7, verse 13 says, When the Lord saw her, this is a woman now who lost her son. She was a widow. They were having the funeral procession, but they didn't have, you know, cars in those days. So they're walking down the street with the coffin of her son, Listen to what it says. When Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who had been dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Now, all of these verses, these four verses we've just read, all of them say that Jesus was moved with compassion. Why was Jesus a physician? It's very simple. He healed people because He loved people. 
He loves people. He still loves people. That's why He heals people. Because He loves people. I want to tell you one of the worst and most destructive lies that ever came out of seminaries. This is what I was told. I was told that the only reason that Jesus healed people was because He was trying to prove that He was the Messiah. That's a lie. He healed people because He loved people. Because He didn't want them to be sick. Listen, He wasn't trying to prove He was the Messiah. He wasn't trying to to act like the Son of God. He was the Son of God. Jesus didn't walk around with His copy of the Torah, you know, and pull it out and say, okay, now the Messiah heals, um, let's see, five people a day. And I've only healed three today, so I'll need to heal two more. No! As a matter of fact, you have to understand something. All of the Scriptures written about the Messiah, He wrote. And He wrote them about Himself. When He wrote the Scriptures in the Old Testament about the Messiah, He was describing Himself. He didn't come to earth and think, I've got to act like the Messiah. All He did was He came to earth and He was Himself. A God who is full of love and full of compassion for people and wants to see people healed. He wants to do whatever He can to see people healed. Now, He was a physician. Is he still a physician? See, we've named the series Jesus Was. But understanding this one verse that all of us know, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed people when he was on this earth, Does He still heal people today? Absolutely. Now, we've talked about six things Jesus was, and we're going to continue talking about physician, but I just, right in the middle of this, when we talk about healing, because it is so controversial, I want to show you three things that Jesus was not. Three things Jesus was not. Number one, He was not a sensationalist. In other words, He never made a spectacle out of healing. He never drew attention to Himself. As a matter of fact, every time people would try to draw attention to himself, he would divert their attention off of him onto the Father. He was always talking about that I only do what I see the Father do, and I only say what I hear the Father say. He never wanted the attention to himself. Most of the time when he healed someone, he told them exactly what he told this leper. Don't go tell anyone. You know why? Listen, because it wasn't about him. It was about the people. Jesus was all about People. He wanted to help people. He wanted to love people. He wasn't trying to draw attention to himself. He never put on a show. And because of the sensationalists that we have today in the body of Christ, we, many of us, because we've seen the sensationalism and the spectacle they've made of healing, listen, many of us have devalued the healing ministry of Jesus. And many of us don't even want to talk about it because we don't want to be associated with the show. But that's wrong. For us to back off of the ministry, the healing ministry of Jesus because of the error of a few. Jesus still heals. He's not a sensationalist. He will not embarrass you when He heals you. He never embarrassed anyone that He healed. Because it's about them. 
So he wasn't a sensationalist. Here's the second thing he wasn't. He wasn't a confessionalist. Now let me tell you what I mean by that. I believe in confessing the Word. I believe in saying what the Word says. But please hear this. Confession is not denying the facts. It's stating the truth. There's a big difference. It's not denying. Don't, you know, some people say, I don't have a cold. No, my nose isn't running. Yeah, your nose is running. I, I, you got snot right there. It's snot right there. No, no, my nose isn't running. Yeah, your nose is running. See, that is the extreme of confession. To deny the facts. It's okay to say what the doctors say. But you need to also then say what God says. You don't, just because you deny it doesn't make it go away. We need to say what God says. What does God say? See, the extreme of a confessionalist are the families you hear about that won't take their children to the doctor when they're sick and they end up dying. And you, you, you realize a confessionalist, what it's all about? It's all about him. It's just like the sensationalist. See, the confessionalist can say, if you don't get healed, it's because you didn't have enough faith. Wasn't me. Wasn't my prayer. Please hear this. Healing's not about you. It's not about if you're, if you're ministering to someone else. It's about the person needs to get healed. So Jesus was not a sensationalist. He was not a confessionalist. And thirdly, he was not a dispensationalist. He did not believe that healing was for only three years. He never believed it, never preached it, never practiced it. He sent his 12 out to heal. He sent 70 out to heal. And right before he ascends, he says, These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And he's about to go to heaven. If the dispensation of healing was over, he wouldn't have told them that. He'd have said, It's over. You can't do it anymore. It was only for me. Jesus also inspired James to write, If there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. He wasn't a dispensationalist. He didn't believe it was just for a short time. He was a physician. And why was he a physician? He was a physician because he loved people. Here's the second question we're going to answer today. Did Jesus heal all? Did he heal everyone? Did he heal everyone who came to him? Did he heal all? Well, let me show you a few scriptures. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him a few sick people. Is that what your Bible says? What's it say? How many? All. And remember, I've told you this before. What's the Greek word for all mean? All. That's good. All, they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, when the evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, which says, He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now look at verse 17 for a minute. This is a scripture written about the Messiah that He wrote about Himself. He Himself took, took away our infirmities. 
and bore our sicknesses. And every version says the same thing, except some versions use the word disease rather than sickness. He bore our diseases. He bore our sicknesses. Okay, I have a question for you. Are you looking at that verse? Does it say Jesus bore our sickness? Is that what it says? Okay, I have a question for you. If he bore it, if he bore our sickness, why do you want to bear it? If he already bore it. Listen to me. He's not going to die again on the cross. He's not going to be scourged again. One uh, person I said to him, I was talking about being healed. And he said, I'm waiting on God. I said, you can stop waiting. God's not going to do anything else. He's already done it. Please hear me, hear me. He's not going to die again. He's already died on the cross. It's available for anyone who will receive it. Forgiveness of sins is available for anyone who will receive it. Do you believe that? Well, it says he bore stripes on his back for our healing. He's not going to get whipped again. Did you hear me? Jesus is never going to be scourged again for your healing. He's already been scourged. We need to receive it. He did it. We need to receive it. Did he heal all? He healed everyone who came to him and some who didn't. You hear me? He healed everyone who came to him. We have no record of any person ever coming to Jesus and Jesus saying, no, uh, I don't want to heal you. I, I want you to go to the hospital and be a witness. Never said that to any person. Now, if, if you go to the hospital, I, I do think you ought to be a witness. I'm not saying don't be a witness if you have to go to the hospital. I'm just saying Jesus never sent anyone. He healed everyone who came to him and even some who didn't. He walked in the temple one day. There was a man with a withered hand. He did not ask to be healed. Jesus called him over and healed him. He walked in the temple another day. There was a woman bent over like this and could not walk. For 18 years, could not lift herself up, bent over like that. He, she didn't ask Jesus to heal. Jesus called her over and said, be healed. He healed 10 lepers, even though only one of them would say thanks. Why didn't he just heal the one? Because he healed all. He healed them all. They came to him. I, if you had the power to heal, if you had divine power to heal, and you went to Cook's Children's Hospital and saw those children with the bald heads and the terminal diseases, I have a question for you. How many would you heal? And do you think you're better than Jesus? I mean, would you say that nine-year-old boy there and that six-year-old girl there, but not the five-year-old girl, not her? Would you do that? Why do you think Jesus does that? Come on, are y'all following? Are you, are you with me here? Jesus healed them all. He loves them all. He has compassion on everyone. Salvation is for everyone. Anyone who will receive it. Deliverance is for anyone who will receive it. Healing is for anyone who will receive it. Did Jesus heal them all? Yeah, he did. Let me give you another question. Is it God's will to heal? Well, let's talk about this man that got healed in Mark 1. Leprosy is one of the most horrible diseases visited on mankind. One of the most debilitating diseases. Taken to its conclusion, entire body parts can fall off. It literally eats away at the flesh. Fingers, toes, even arms and legs could literally fall off. And the person still lives. 
It just eats away its flesh. It was not only a physically tormenting disease, it was an emotionally tormenting disease. Lepers were ostracized from all society. They couldn't live with anyone. They couldn't even live with their families. They couldn't even live with their families. They had to live in a society away from everyone, in a cave outside the city. And anytime anyone came near them, they had to cry out, Unclean! Unclean! Don't anyone touch me. Don't anyone ever hold me or hug me. Because I'm unclean. It's interesting that when this leper came to Jesus, it said Jesus put out his hand and touched him. And do you know that that Greek word there is different from the other times the word touches in the Bible? Do you know that it actually means embraced? Listen to me. Those whom others reject, Jesus embraces. And he comes to Jesus and he falls down. And in essence, he's saying, you're my only hope. You're my only chance. And he makes this statement, if you're willing. If you're willing. Now notice he didn't say if you're capable. If you have the power, if you have the ability, don't ever question his ability. Now, most of us don't question his ability. Most of us have the same question that the leper had. Are you willing? Are you willing? And Mark 1, verse 41, look at it again. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put out his hand and embraced him and said to him, I am willing. Please look at those three words in your Bible that is inspired by God. A man who was sick asked Jesus, are you willing? Jesus said, I am willing. And we read a verse earlier, Hebrews 13, 8, that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My question to you is, is he still willing? Of course he is. He's the same. He is willing. We've got it right there in our Bibles. Are you willing? I am willing. But do you realize that's really not the question we need to ask today? Now, hopefully you already knew God was willing. But the fourth question is the reason that I wanted every one of you to have a copy of the notes. And I hope you have a pen because there's a fill in the blank on the fourth question. And I wanted every person to have a copy of the notes and be able to fill this blank in if you can. Here is the question we have to answer today. Is he willing to heal me? That's the question. I know you're willing to heal in general, God. And I know when you're on this earth, you heal everyone. And I know you heal, and I know you want to heal, but are you willing to heal me? I really think that's what the leper is asking. I really think when he came to Jesus, he was basically saying, are you willing to heal someone like me? Are you willing to heal an insignificant no one like me? Are you willing to heal someone who's been as bad as I have? Are you willing to heal someone who has bad thoughts and does bad things and who doesn't read his Bible and pray every day? Are you willing to heal me? Is there anyone here that thinks that you're better than or more worthy than that leper? 
No. None of us. We don't have that problem. We have the opposite problem. We think that we're worse than and not as deserving as the leper. Somehow we think that every person that Jesus healed must have been pretty close to perfect. They must have been living a good life. They must have been doing the right thing. Isn't it amazing that all these people that He healed had it all together? No, it's the opposite. Look, if you got your Bible still open, look at Mark 2. If you don't, it'll be on the PowerPoint. Mark 2, look at this Scripture. Verse 16, And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners. Notice it always puts tax collectors with sinners in the Bible. Did you notice that? Okay. Saw him eating with tax collectors and sinners. They said to his disciples, How is it that he eats with tax collectors and sinners? Now get this what Jesus said. When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance. Talking about sinners. Listen to me. Maybe you've never thought of this. Every person that Jesus healed was a sinner. None of them deserved it. See, that's what grace is. Grace is for the undeserving. Listen, I have good news for you today. All of you here are bad enough to be healed. Isn't that good news? Grace, 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 God's grace. His salvation is for those who don't deserve it. So is His deliverance and so is His healing. I've never done anything from the day I was born to deserve God's grace. I just received it. I received it. By faith. I said, I'll receive that you paid the price for me. And I'm saved. And I'll receive that you bore the stripes on your back so I could be healed even though I don't deserve it. See, I'm telling you, there's something built up in our minds that if I could just overcome this one sin, if I could just overcome this this besetting sin that's, that's just gotten me my whole life, then I could probably be healed. God's grace is for the undeserving. And it's His grace that we can get healed. Please hear me. God's grace is for you so you can be healed. I used to have kidney stones. I had very bad kidney stones. And I'd go to the hospital. Debbie would drive me to the hospital, to the emergency room with these kidney stones. And one night I'm there and they said, this is the worst one yet. You're going to have to have surgery. You can't pass this. This is just too big. You're going to have to have surgery. And I was lying there just in pain. Tremendous pain. And I remember saying, God, I can't bear this anymore. And I heard the Lord say to me, you don't have to. I already bore it for you. And I said, 
said, Lord, I receive it. And I went to sleep right then. Debbie said, peace filled the room. When you went to sleep, it's like God's presence just filled the room. I woke up the next morning. The nurse came in. She said, uh, the doctor is called, and you're, you need to have five enemas. I said, I've been healed. <laughs> I ain't having no enemas. I, she said, no, you're, I said, no, I really, I've been healed. She said, well, we'll just check. We'll just ask the doctor. Call the doctor. The doctor said, well, let's check and see. They did x-rays. No kidney stones. They did a sonogram. What they do on a pregnant woman trying to find where this thing was. They did a pelvogram. They looked to see if it's back in my rear somewhere. They looked everywhere. No kidney stones. Listen, listen, listen to me by God's grace. Not by my works. By God's grace. And I've never had another kidney stone. By God's grace. Listen, I was undeserving. You need to hear that. I did not deserve it. And neither do you. But that is not the point. The point is that Jesus has been moved with compassion for you. And He wants to heal you today. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. In a moment, we're going to pray for people to be healed. We've already had people healed in the 9 o'clock service. This morning, we had people healed. Last night, we had people healed. We had a man's hearing healed last night. It was absolutely obvious. It was wonderful. Those of you who are going to be ministering on the healing team today, some of you have already been praying for people in other services, but if you haven't, I, I told everyone on the, on the ministry team, I want you to ask two questions. Number one, do you want to be healed? I want you to ask every person, if you're going to be ministering on the ministry team and this is your first service here, I want you to ask these two questions. Number one, do you want to be healed? Here's the second question. Do you want to be healed today? I think we need to come expecting God's miraculous power. And I want you to know something. He's willing. He, this is so wonderful. Jesus is willing to heal us. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, I want the ministry team to come, the, the life group leaders and the, the elders and pastors to come and be available at the front here. And then we're going to stand and we're going to worship just for a few moments. If you don't need to come and be healed, I want you to worship. I want you to help prepare the atmosphere for these to be healed. So please, I know it's, it's toward the end of the service, but take a few moments and just enter in and worship God because we want His presence here to heal. If you need to be healed, though, after I pray, the ministry team will be here. I want you to just step out and come. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, thank you, thank you for your grace. For your grace to save for your grace to deliver, and for your grace to heal. Lord, I pray that you would manifest the gift of faith this morning. I pray that you would manifest the gift of miracles, the gift of healing today. Holy Spirit, thank you that people are going to receive today what you did 2,000 years ago. 
in Jesus' name.